Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Tips and Slip Sports, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon good evening ladies and gentlemen degenerates and gamblers far and wide welcome in to episode number 31 of the talk in the line podcast and as per usual thank you so much for choosing to take a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the ttl crew on this beautiful friday of bets before we dive deep into today's action and talk some lines hammer out some plays take a few moments to Smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently listening to the Talking the Line podcast on. If you like the sounds that are reverberating off your eardrums, you like the insights we're laying down, go ahead, if you could be so kind, and leave us a rating. If you got an extra second, drop one of those comments as well. And last but not least, head on over to this episode's description and you will find the Talking the Line podcast. Linktree. Within that link tree, you can locate all of the TTL Cruise content so you can consume it however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45, Sroka, and joining me on today's episode and every episode of the TTL Pod is my co-host, my partner, man who smashes these bets in with me all day long, a man who I'm not going to even go down the path of his fandom and his favorite football team because we will save that for later on in the pod. Ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the legend, the man himself, Riley Armax Magnuson. How you doing today over there, pal? My man, I am. Uh, I'm here. You yeah. know, uh, I'm ready to smash in some bets. I'm excited for that. Okay. Uh, you know, a little uh, big, big MLB guy these days. You know, uh, I don't know what the NFL is. Who knows? Yeah. Couldn't okay. be me. I uh, I totally understand. I get where you're coming from. Couldn't be me. We will uh, save a little bit of this talk about uh, the quarterback that will not be named right now of uh, said Green Bay football team. Uh, we'll save that for the fan question Friday here at the end of the podcast. So you better believe that we'll definitely hit on that and we'll hit on a couple of the fan questions and, uh, you know, a little more banter in between. Some NFL nonsense. You got the draft rocking and rolling. We'll definitely cover all of that at the end of the pod in the banter minutes. You better believe it. Outside of that, my man, uh, we'll stay off the NFL for now. How you feeling uh, <laughs> MLB-wise? Your socks looking pretty nice. They had. Uh, did they win one or two yesterday? Uh Game two is going on as we're recording. Okay. They took the first game, mm-hmm. no problem. Uh, you know, they've been, uh, you know, treading water a little bit. Sure. High hopes for the rest of the season. Uh, you know, no uh, no panic by any means. Not, uh, you know, not breaking down any doors quite yet, sure. but uh, I think it's coming. Think yeah, about, it's coming. Uh, about the same for my Cubbies, but kind of the opposite. We're uh, still struggling, struggling along down there at the bottom of the NL Central. I'm really hoping that... Here soon we can get these uh, these sticks turned around and we can start batting. But uh, at the time of recording, we're up 7-2 over the Braves, so you love to see that. Uh, hopefully we'll seal that deal and I can wake up tomorrow morning a happy camper flying the Cubs W flag. Yeah, it was a rough series up until this point. Yeah, it was a really rough series, man. I, uh, if you keep up with my Colts Cubby check-ins, I always uh, be sure to give a little update my thoughts and my opinions but they have not been so happy as of late so hopefully we'll be able to turn that around a little bit here get some cubby victories under the belt and get us into a little bit better position this season but outside of that no more banter 
No more nonsense. No more talk about all the stuff you could go on to any other network and find. Or any other show, for that matter. You come here for the Stone Cold Locks, for the plays that are the guaranteed winners, the ones that you're hammering in for the TTL crew and running them to the window. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for everybody's favorite segment of the Talking the Line podcast. That's right. The TTL crew's favorite plays for this Friday, April 30th, 2021. My man, we cooked right through the month of April. I don't know about you, but uh, I blinked a couple times, and those four short weeks were gone. Yeah, I was just about to say, blink of an eye, my man. Summer is breathing down our necks. Absolutely. Had a couple of, uh, you know, summer-type weather, and uh, I'm ready up for all of that. Absolutely. Coming hot and heavy right around the corner. But for today's favorite plays, a little bit of odd action going on in the NBA slate at the time of recording. So we're going to let some movement happen, uh, check some stuff out, and uh, potentially smash in some plays here this morning. So be sure to check out all of our plays on the Action app. Once again, I am at cash underscore with underscore Colt. And my man Riley is at rmags, all capitals. Follow us on there. Get all of our additional plays outside of the podcast and newsletter. While I'm on this track, we are also um, going to skip over the NHL slate as well today. Only four games on the slate. We do have one play, but that'll come a little bit later. You'll find out what that bad boy's incorporated with. Um, But we are skipping straight plays in the NBA and NHL slate today, going hot and heavy on some MLB plays for you today. Yeah, we've been cooking a little bit there, so we're going to rock with it. We've been cooking. So, ladies and gentlemen, wrap wrap up. Where am I going with this? Lace up your cleats, throw on the jersey, get ready. You know, wrap up your ankles if you got a bum ankle. Yeah, you know, maybe wrap up your bats. Maybe that's <laughs> yeah, where I was go. going. Who the hell knows? Either way, it's time for the TTL crew's favorite plays out of today's MLB slate. My partner, I'm going to kick it over to you, my man. Let these degenerates, kind folks that decided to stop by today's episode, what the first play out of the MLB slate that they need to be locking in is. All right, we're headed over to the East Coast here, a little uh, 6.05 p.m. Central Standard Time action. And we are taking out of the Mets versus Phillies contest, we are taking the under 8.5. We've got Marcus Stroman on the mound versus Chase Anderson, and we love this under. The under is 5-0-1 for the Mets' last six games overall. 4-0 for the Mets' last four following a loss. 4-0-1 for the Mets' last five as a favorite. 3-0-1 for the Mets' last four during game one of a series. And these Phillies' last five games, they're averaging, uh, over their last five games, they're averaging below three runs per game. Uh, Marcus Stroman has been very solid in his uh, early portion of the season, looking to come off of a bounce back in his only only rough start of the season, gave up four runs of the Nats. Aside from that, he has given up no more than one run. Uh, he has handled these Phillies quite well uh, themselves. If, uh, you know, Bryce Harper is still questionable, even if that man is in the lineup, he is a career 0 for 8 against the Strowman here. Uh, and Chase Anderson himself has not been too bad either. Also looking for a nice little bounce back. His first three starts of the season were very solid. You know, last one in Colorado. Ball flies around there quite a bit. Mm. Not going to be in Colorado today. We're in the East Coast. Sure. No sweats. Also has handled the Mets uh, fairly well here. Love this under to stay uh, well below the eight and a half here, partner. I'm right there with you, my man. You said it all. You heard it there, folks. First play coming out of the MLB slate today for the TTL crew. We are taking the New York Mets versus Philadelphia Phillies under eight and a half runs. For the second play, oh no, I can't skip over that. Lock that bad boy in at whatever the Mm. current best line you're seeing that at on your favorite sports book. And for the second TTL crew favorite play of the day coming out of the MLB slate, we are rolling on over to the matchup between the Miami Marlins and the Washington Nationals. Game is going to play be played in Washington, and first pitch is at 6.05 p.m. Central Standard Time. We are going with the Nationals' first five money line in this matchup. 
We think this has a very, very uh, good amount of value. The line obviously did not open up yet at the time of recording, but we do see the money line in the full game being rather tight. So we uh, are rather confident in the first five money line. Why do we say that? Uh, The Washington Nationals have uh, recently kind of started to turn things around a little bit. They haven't uh, necessarily won all too many games, but they have um, been able to do some early work in the first five innings in their last couple games. Right. Their offense has been heating up yeah, early. Their offense is uh, starting to turn around, starting to turn a corner. And uh, same can be said for Miami. However, they are two and three over their last five games in their first five innings. Um, so they have not been so well as of late. These two teams, um, Match up really similarly, but as far as first five inning runs per game goes, the uh, Washington Nationals are 22nd in the MLB. Not so great. Now just hold on a minute. They are averaging 2.19 runs per first five and 2.10 runs per first five at home. And Miami, way down there at the bottom, 28th in the MLB, 1.92 runs per first five innings. They are not doing too well in that front whatsoever. With that being said, I absolutely love the Washington Nationals here. You got Joe Ross on the mound for the Nationals, and he has been very, very solid outside of that one weird little outing against St. Louis. And then as far as Pablo Lopez goes, uh, he has also been rather solid. However, he's had his hiccups here and there as well. I just ultimately love the Nationals to start heating up again, and I'm smashing in that Nationals first five money line. Yeah, I'm all over it with you. I mean, uh, you know, we kind of mentioned it, but the last few games, uh, their offenses have been putting up runs, and it's all, or not all, but, you know, good majority of it's mm-hmm. been within that first five innings. Did you have something you wanted to add there? You were kind of laughing as I was going on, or did you just catch something side? We'll save it for the banter. Okay, for sure. Nothing to do with these plays. All right, absolutely. Well, there's a little foreshadowing for you folks, because I saw that man chuckling over there, and I got a feeling it's got to do something with my Chicago Bears. And it sure does. Okay, so I have not found out yet. I'm not going to cheat. I'm not going to peek, son of a bitch. So there, for the second play out of the TTL Crew's favorite plays on the MLB slate today, we are rolling with the Washington Nationals' first five money line. And for the third and final play, we're taking three straight plays today out of the MLB slate. We're going to do another first fiver, but this time... We are headed to the matchup between the Los Angeles Angels and the Seattle Mariners. First pitch, get the nitroglycerin pills ready, boys and girls. First pitch is at 9, 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. And I said first five. That's right. We're rolling with the Los Angeles Angels' first five run line, minus 0.5. The Angels are favored minus 150 on the money line for the full game at the time of recording. So um, really interested to see what this opens up uh, as far as the run line goes. I think it'll be a very, very solid value. In this matchup, the Angels are sending out Heaney and Seattle is sending out Flexen. I know you had some pretty solid stats that uh, you wanted to uh, key in there on Heaney as far as, uh, as, far as his starts go. Oh, he knew himself. Uh, you know, I think, uh, let's see here. He, you know, got roughed up early on in the season, but ever since then he has been totally, totally, uh, dependable right uh, i'm pulling it up right now real quick uh yeah i got roughed up by my socks first game of the year right. uh, as we've seen from a lot of pitchers can't put too much stake into that first uh you know their first outing mm-hmm. um ever since then three runs over 17 and two-thirds innings yeah um and uh i don't know if you mentioned it but uh the Mariners have not been good against left-handed pitching no, at all. they have not. I, I didn't get too far along over there, so uh, I uh, just wanted to kind of hit on that as well. So um, the left, uh, the Mariners against left-handed pitching, as you said, are real bad. 190 average, 285 OBP, and only scoring 3.82 runs per nine innings. So we love the Angels to jump all over. Uh, or I'm sorry, that is not what I'm... Uh, the uh, Mariners against righties. They are... Uh, or no, against lefties. I said yeah, it right. Yeah. I apologize. I said it right. Uh, there you go. There you have it. We love the Angels to jump all over um, Flexen and the Mariners early. And the Mariners to struggle mightily with Heaney when he is... Uh, all of a sudden turning things around and turning things up, like you said, after that uh, rough loss to your socks there at the beginning of the season. So 
one more time for the play coming out of this matchup. We are taking the Los Angeles Angels first five run line minus 0.5. And one more time, might as well take it back to the top in case you didn't have your sports book out or your paper and your pen to write down the plays. Let's take it back. Here we go. One more time. For the TTL Crew's favorite plays coming out of the MLB slate, our three and only straight plays of the day. We are taking the New York Mets versus Philadelphia Phillies under eight and a half. We are rolling with the Washington Nationals first five money line and the Los Angeles Angels first five run line minus 0.5. Lock all those plays in at whatever the current best line you are finding them at on your favorite sports book. That does it, kids, for the favorite plays of the day. You have them. There they are. Those are the ones we are most confident in and the ones that we believe we're going to be running to the window right around 8 to 11 o'clock this evening. For the second segment today, ladies and gentlemen, we have something juicy cooked up for you. We are bringing back the primetime parlay for this Friday episode, and we got three legs coming at you, paying out over six to one odds on this bad boy. We absolutely love it. We're hammering it in as soon as we get done recording this pod, and we are rocking and rolling with some primetime action. For the first leg, ladies and gentlemen, on the TTL Cruise primetime parlay, We are headed to the matchup between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Arizona Coyotes, and we're not playing a side here. We're actually headed to the game total, and we're going to take the over of five and a half. Why uh, do we like the over? Well, Vegas has absolutely been (laughs) scorching hot as of late. They have scored five goals. I was about to say runs. That's funny. I was in MLB mode still. They have scored five goals in four out of their last um, five games, and they have uh, scored four in the in uh, six of those games. They are absolutely blazing hot. The Coyotes, on the other hand, not as hot. They did uh, just come off of two losses to San Jose, four two and six two, and then they did beat LA four zero. Now. Regardless of how the Coyotes have been scoring, this is a do-or-die situation for them. They need to get any goals on net that they can because they are battling with the Blues right now. The Blues are in fourth place in the West currently with 50 points, and the Coyotes are in fifth place with 47. So do I think the Coyotes get this victory? No. But I do think they make it interesting enough to keep pace with the Golden Knights all mm-hmm. night long. And I think the Golden Knights at least put four or five goals yeah, in I think- net. So if we can get them to do that, which I am very, very confident in the Golden Knights to do, I believe the Coyotes are at least put two in net, if not three get this over for us for a very easy cover. Yeah, I think this goes way over. Yeah, I I do as well. And actually, the last matchup, if you uh, didn't know, between these two teams, it did end one to nothing. However, their previous game that ended one to nothing, the game right after that ended seven to four. Mm -hmm. So kind of a trend to look at there when they have a really tight game back and forth and it's just an offensive powerhouse meeting. So we love the over five and a half in the Golden Knights versus Coyotes matchup for the first leg of the primetime parlay. Partner, what uh, are we riding with for the second leg of the primetime parlay? All right, we're headed back to the diamond here, going over to the west coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're taking the Padres over the Giants, and we're taking the Padres minus one and a half. You got you Darvish on the mound here for the Padres versus Logan Webb for the Giants. You Darvish has been absolutely dealing uh, this entire season. Again, another guy that had uh, you know a little bit of a shaky start to kick off the season, but as I mentioned earlier, that's been a uh, you know pretty consistent trend around the league you have one uh you know one start to get the rust off of you and then it's all systems go from there Mm. hasn't allowed more than a run after that start um and uh you know the giants offense has not been uh as hot as they were to start the season uh they've had a uh you know couple of hiccups here against the rockies but uh, yeah you can't look at the 7-3-12-0 victory against the rockies as anything the rockies haven't played well on the road and they've right. just been a hit or miss team all season and then prior to that they just weren't scoring a whole boatload of runs and the 
uh, Padres right now after those two extremely convincing wins after uh, or, or against Arizona rather both games 12 to 3 you know I did bet Arizona in those matchups because they had been so hot and I think the pods are back now and I think they get this done by a minimum of two runs my man yeah like I said, Darvish is just absolutely dealing. I don't see the Giants putting up more than two runs in this game, period. There you go. All right. And for the third leg of the primetime parlay today, we are headed on over to the West Coast for an NBA matchup. We're hitting the matchup between the Sacramento Kings and the Los Angeles Lakers tip off at 9.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. And we're once again headed to a game total. A lot of weird spreads at the time of recording, a lot of weird movement and opening. So we're headed to the total in this matchup and we're taking under 223.5. At the time of the recording, it has already dropped a point from 224.5. So we love that early line movement in action. The Lakers are the team that I would be really worried about in this matchup as they're just going to blow out the Kings or something in that fashion, if you will. However, the Lakers have been quite the wagon to the under on the season. They're 24 and 38 over under overall this season, and the Kings are 34 and 28 over under. So they've been kind of a toss up. They're a little, obviously, a little bit more over team, but they're more of a toss up. And I love the fact that the Lakers are so heavy uh, towards the under uh, overall on the season. They've actually been pretty heavy to the under in their last five overall. They're three and two over under in their last five, and the Kings are. Um, two and three over under in their last five right you mentioned the three and two uh to the under for the lakers last five those two that went over you know higher or excuse me lower over or under totals mm-hmm. here too yeah as two well. went over 208 and over 216 and right. a half so these are up in obviously we got 223 and a half now and they've pretty traditionally on the season gone under when this total is like this unless they've played just an absolutely terrible team however i think the kings as as surface level team obviously they're not great um, but I think that they can at least get the job done somewhat here tonight keep this game somewhat close and interesting I don't see them coming in and getting blown out 154 to 105 again like they did against Utah um, I can see their offense doing something similar and staying that low but I don't on Wednesday right 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 but the Lakers yeah I don't the Lakers aren't putting up that many points no they're not and they're still trying to get that team chemistry back and and trying to to get right before the playoffs and I don't see them push the pace all too heavily and all too fast in this matchup because this this game really doesn't mean all too much to them so there you have it ladies and gentlemen let me take it back for you let me run it back so you got them all in and you don't put in the wrong bet here we go prime time parlay we got three legs coming at you at the time of recording plus 680 odds first leg las vegas golden knights versus arizona coyotes over five and a half the San Francisco Giants versus San Diego Padres minus one and a half, and the Sacramento Kings versus Los Angeles Lakers under two twenty three and a half. Parlay those bad boys together. Put your one unit on them. You put ten dollar on it, gonna pay out sixty eight dollar for you. Mm-hmm. You have a real nice start to your weekend. Lock that primetime parlay in at whatever the best line it is showing you on your favorite sports book. And moving right along. No hesitation, no stopping, no delay. No surrender. Ever. No surrender. Well, we mentioned it on uh, Wednesday's pod, and we're staying true to our word. The old dicey. We did. Hey, dicey, hey, dicey. hey. Third. Nice little win. Yes. Nice little late yes. game win. The, uh, so for the third segment today, we are bringing back the crowd favorite and our mainstay, our partners over at Moneyline Dice, the Moneyline Dice. Here they are, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, yeah, we took the Phillies minus one and a half. The dice moved to one and oh on the TTL pod. So ladies and gentlemen, in the dice we trust, we decided to take an NBA matchup today, see what these dice are all about. Got the MLB play out of the way halfway through the week. So for the Moneyline dice roll, we are rolling on over to the matchup between the San Antonio Spurs and the Boston Celtics. And we are once again going to stick with home or away and stick with ATS or Moneyline. If you didn't listen to Wednesday's pod or if this is your first time coming around, the Moneyline dice help you decide 
who in the world you should be taking. If you want to get your own set of Moneyline dice, they have a home and away dice, a Moneyline ATS, over-under, unit dice, and then one with all types of stuff thrown on it. You can get it at MoneylineDice.com. We'll slap down the link in this episode's description. If you go there, pick some up, and at checkout, you enter code TTL10, that is TTL10 at checkout, you're going to receive 10% off on your first order. So head on over to Moneyline Dice and get you a set of your own. But enough of me blabbing, let's get to the Spurs versus Celtics game. The line right now is set at four and a half at the time of recording. The Spurs are going to Boston. So the Spurs are obviously the away team, Celtics are the home team. So for the first roll. Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers far and wide. Partner, we Looking are rolling. Looking up these uh, money line odds just in case. Okay. Because I forgot to write those down. Okay. So... Regardless, while you're looking those bad boys okay, up, go for it. I'm going to hit some home away action here. We got the first one in hand, in a three, in a two, in a one. We got the home team. The Boston Celtics. The home team, Boston Celtics, ladies okay. and gentlemen. All right. So okay. the dice have spoken. The dice have spoken. Now, ATS or money line? ATS or money line? Be minus four and a half or... About minus 200 money line. Okay. So ATS or money line. ATS or money line. In a three, in a two, in a one. Dice, tell us what we got. It's a money line. A little money line action. little money line action. So we got a home hey man, money I, line. And actually, we don't make the rules. The dice make the rules. The dice make the rules. Do you want to stick with money line? We're gonna we're gonna stick. We're gonna ride. I Celtics mean, money line. They have spoken. The okay. dice spoke. The dice spoke. So, ladies and gentlemen, there it is. There is the money line dice roll hey. for your April thirtieth, twenty twenty one. Might not have the most value to it. Might not be the most guaranteed hitter in the world. But however, the dice spoke. The dice spoke. So, ladies and gentlemen, for the money line dice roll of the day. We are taking the Boston Celtics money line. Hammer that bad boy in at whatever the current best line you're finding in that on your favorite sports book, and let's ride the dice once again. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. All of the TTL crew's favorite plays, the dice favorite plays. Armags is already over there, shit-eating grin because he thinks he's really going to blast me with something. But my Bears fandom does not run anywhere near as deep as his Packers fandom, so I'm not going to be that upset regardless of what happens. However, you have it there, ladies and gentlemen. It's time. It's beautiful. You have the MLB straight plays, you have the primetime parlay, and you have the money line dice roll. If you missed any of them, hit the rewind button. Go get it. But if you were attentive, you got them in hand. Smash them in on your favorite sports book and get ready to run those tickets to the window. There you have it. Now, if you are just one of them old regular degenerates and you come here only for the stolen cold locks and our favorite plays of the day so you can cash tickets with the TTL crew, see you later. That is the betting hour. Now it is time to drop it down onto first gear. Let's Let's kick it back a little bit here. It's time for a little bit of TTL crew banter. We got all types of stuff going on, and uh, we're also going to hit fan question Friday. Mm -hmm. So Mags has just been waiting to get this off his chest since we have started this, so I'm going to let him do this, and then we'll rip into some fan question Friday. Okay, my man, you haven't heard the news yet. No, I haven't seen shit. It's not a shit-eating grin like the Bears did something stupid. It's a a grin because I'm... uh, I'm I'm anticipating your reaction here because I, I, I'm it, the Bears. So, folks, it's Friday morning. You're listening at home. You already know what happened. As we're uh, time of recording, it's pick number 13, and the Bears have traded up to number 11. Can you take a guess who Don't they tell might? me. Don't tell me. Don't get my hopes up like this. It, it, Lay it on me. Justin Fields. Let's fucking go! Oh, sorry if I blew out your eardrums. Ladies and gentlemen, I had been talking from day motherfucking one. Justin Fields is my QB1, baby. That is what the fuck I am talking about. 
He is a stone-cold stud. That is what we needed in Chicago. Now, am I saying it's going to fix the front office? Is Am I... Man, oh man, I knew that's what you were going to say. I was really hoping I wasn't getting my hopes up. Oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. That is, uh, that is, that's amazing. I, uh, I'm a big fan of that. Now, the real question is going to be, do you think that he goes in front of Dalton right off the bat? Probably not. I don't know if he will Probably or not. Probably not week one. Yeah, I don't know if he will or not either. That's, uh, imagine that's if awfully I... interesting. I'm not lying, but could you imagine if I was just fucking with you and you just shit your pants on? Yeah, I would be really, really, <laughs> really, really fucking upset. I'm just gonna, gonna double check. It's confirmed. It's confirmed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh. Eagles actually traded up to number ten and took Devonte Smith. Okay, uh, Scooter, if you're listening today, I'm responding to your text mid podcast. <laughs> Let's fucking go, my friend. Uh, yes, poor absolutely. Andy Dalton though. You know, poor Andy Dalton. Hey, either way. Um, this is exactly this is exactly the move that the Bears needed to make. They they needed to stay calm. They needed to stay back. They needed to stay quiet. And then when the time came, holy shit! I can't believe Ryan Pace pulled his head out of his ass. Like this is amazing. I I am flabbergasted over here, folks. I don't even know what the hell to say. You thought I was gonna drop some like? Oh boy, because I figured they would trade up. Wow. All right, the heart rate's coming back down to a normal level here. Holy cow. <laughs> that, that is fucking insane. I am so mind blown right now. You guys are getting raw live reaction of Colt 45. I mean, their ears might be bleeding now. Yeah, I apologize. Sake. I tried to get away Hopefully from Hopefully, our uh, mixing As, mastering yeah, no, can it, solve that up a little I'm, bit. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it definitely will. We have pretty solid software that takes care of that action. I, as soon as I saw the J come out of your mouth, I tried to get my mouth away from the fucking mic, but I just I couldn't make it happen. So I, I do apologize, folks, if uh, you had to turn down your radios far and wide or your mobile devices. Um, but that uh, that's okay. That's great. Can stuff. I bring you down to earth? I'm just yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Good news for the Bears. They got Justin Fields. Bad sure. news: being the fourth QB taken in a draft has been the kiss of death recently. Really, fourth QB in last 15 drafts. Love. Well, I guess we'll see on that. We'll see on that. <laughs> Jordan Love we'll see on that uh, Drew Locke I guess we'll still see he's still uh, you know can't put the kiss of death on him yet uh, Rosen Kaiser Hackenberg Mannion Carr I don't know if that's kiss of death but Barkley Whedon Ponder McCoy uh, White which I don't even remember who that is yeah Justin Fields is nowhere near any of those names Penny, so you can Beck, just stop while you're Clemens. doing that like, hey. You're going to compare Justin Fields to Rosen? No, no. I mean, I'm not comparing him. Any I, of those guys. I don't make the stats. I don't make the stats. Yeah. I just read them to Hey, you. I think he's uh, he's a trend breaker, but. Mm. Not nah, Jordan loves the trend breaker. Yeah. yeah. Fuck we'll me. See. What am I saying? We'll oh, see. God, I'm uh, already see. A, hey, you're already. I'm already in a mixed yeah, bag well, of emotions. Yeah, so hey, you're already. Uh, you know what? Why not? Let's hop into Fan Question Friday. Is that actually was uh, one of the great, great. Uh, Great uh, deals that came out of today's NFL draft day, the opening day, the news of Aaron Rodgers. Rumors. Rumors, rumors, rumors. Yes, sir. We all know. Unnamed sources. However, let's, uh, let's rock and roll with some fan question Friday here. For the uh, first question today came from longtime listener, uh, Mr. Drew Fructal, at dfruck 5 paydack on Twitter. He says, two words, Aaron Rodgers. Take it away, pal. <laughs> How you feeling? What are you thinking? I mean, where, where are your thoughts? Honestly, as a Packer faithful, where are your thoughts? Honestly, having uh, have been halfway through the first round with no trades happening, makes you feel better. Makes me feel better. Me too. Me I, too. I was starting to get nervous at uh, number three there. Starting to get real nervous at number nine with the Broncos because I heard mm. some. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I've gotten to a point where I'm just numb to. I mean, this is Aaron obviously Rogers the most, rumors. yeah, and this is obviously the scariest yeah. one. This is the only one that's actually made me like, oh, f- what the fuck? What the yeah. fuck? And the All whole... the other ones has been straight over my head, like, whatever, get your yeah. clickbait bullshit out of here. This yeah. one, obviously, is... This one's pretty hard. This one's, this one's pretty but, solidified. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's, uh, you know, contract negotiation tactics. I don't know. But like I said, having been through those 
first couple of teams that had some like very serious rumors, Broncos and Niners, having gotten past them, it makes me feel a lot better. Because um, I just don't know what package you can put together mm. that would suffice. Yeah. I don't know. It I does really know. interest me, though, that no Packer quarterback has ever played over 16 years. And you got Bart Starr and Brett Favre right up there with Aaron with 16. So we'll hey. see if he can break the curse. I don't know, man. I mean, I feel for you. If uh, I had had a consistent winning franchise that has been getting to the NFC ship for quite a while now. and I mean, and I also have just this doing. rash confidence that we'll be fine. We'll have another Hall of Fame quarterback for the next 10 to 15 years because that's all I know. That is true. That's, That's all, all you've ever seen. So, like, yeah, obviously, it might, it might be tough if you. And then back in 2007, eesh. I didn't want my man, my childhood hero, Brett Favre, to go. Mm. But then, uh, you know, things worked out. Obviously, things worked out. So we'll we'll see what happens for your pack, man. I mean, I I, I, I what, what I what would kill me is just him. I I'm desperate for another Aaron Rodgers Super Bowl in the Green Bay. I'm desperate yeah. for it. Yeah, I know. I thought last year was your best shot for like real. if they had gone out on top. Obviously, it would still kill me, but but you wouldn't you yeah, wouldn't care yeah. as much now, yeah. I mean, and you know, know I mean, that, him but... and Lafleur have a great relationship from what it seems on the surface, right? I mean, you know, and obviously that's... he's had his problems with Gunta Kuntz in the past, and a lot of Packers players have had, and Packers faithful have problems with Gunta Kuntz. But you know, it's it's the name of the game, and everybody always says like. They don't get him the support that he needs. And then you hear the rebuttal. Oh, well, you got a number one wide receiver. You got a top 10 running back. You got a number one left tackle with the right. biggest contract ever. And sure, but four guys don't win you a damn game, you know? And if you can't depend on the other three receivers that you got, depending on if you're running a four in a slot or whatever you're doing, or the t tight end, which you do have a great tight end in Bobby Tanyan, but Bobby. if you can't depend on all of them, then... What's the point of having an MVP quarterback? Because the reason why that offense was so high high scoring is because of Aaron Rodgers. It's not because of anything else. Like Aaron Jones, yeah, he'll bust off some damn runs from time to time, but that is because of a lot of the work that Aaron Rodgers does underneath center. He is the man when it comes to cadence. As a Bearsman, I will say that all day long. He is a cadence champion. He is one of the most badass quarterbacks ever, period, point blank, period. And I hate to say that as a Bears fan, but man, oh man, that team is that team because of Aaron Rodgers. I, that's why there's just no trade package because it's like, all right, well, we're not going to be a Super Bowl contender anymore. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I want to be a Super Bowl contender year in and year out. Okay, so then if not this year, when he's got three I, either they extend him or they trade him or they don't extend him and he will plays he's got three years on his contract yeah. that's the thing yeah that's true and i've seen some people like gms around the league saying like oh maybe they'll just you know stick their foot in the mud and you know either you're playing or you're gonna go host jeopardy which yeah. i would be surprised at that and well, i don't think he would do that but well carson palmer did that what back in 2011 i believe it was he did that yeah, for the but that that's the difference. that's the bungles and right I mean, the packers all. have gone to the <laughs> nfc championship the last yeah, two yeah, years yeah, yeah so you know i mean right now and at the time of recording obviously i don't want to say this to you but the night is still young so no, still the, young at the time of recording we still don't know um there could obviously and if shit by tomorrow morning by the time right. you guys are listening to this there could be shit out who knows it's, it's still all cause for speculation but the thing is is everybody knows that there is turmoil within the front office and aaron Rodgers and his agents and team and at the end of the day i i, I think aaron Rodgers. I, I don't know. I'm I'm fifty fifty, man. I I think he he stays. I think he goes one minute. I, I don't know, but I don't think that you have a Schefter bomb like that on draft day just for clickbait. I just don't think you do. I just don't think you do. I don't know. There's a lot of conflicting reports that it's make Schefter, me feel better. It's Schefter, man. It's Schefter. It's not fucking at Weed Blaster yeah, four thousand. I, don't know. I you mean, know? everyone seemed pretty confident that Russell Wilson was going to get traded mm? last month, and okay, he okay. absolutely ain't going anywhere. Okay. I, hey, I, okay. Open my mind. I like, okay. And, you know, you'll see, you know, we've seen today 49ers and Broncos rumored to have trade close by and then ports coming out later like, no, absolutely not. Wasn't right. close to even happening. Packers had no interest. I don't know, man. Either way. I don't know. 
Either way, we're going to find out. That's uh, that's kind of our take on the Aaron Rodgers situation. Either way, I right don't now. like it. I yeah. don't like how uh, I feel. Yeah, if you uh, <laughs> if you watch the reaction live on Twitter, Mr. Mags did not show up at the TTL Production Studios in the highest of spirits. But we got him turned around a little bit now. Uh, we got him a little bit more cheerful and laughing. So it's it's at least refreshing to see a smile across the other side of the table finally. So there we go. We'll get off the Aaron Rodgers talk, give this man a little bit of a break before he gets blasted over the head for the rest of the day with more rumors and nonsense uh got a couple questions coming from another longtime listener kim jones at kim jones 6459 on twitter she's got three she likes to just load us up man mm-hmm, and send mm-hmm. us send us in a fucking tailspin half yep. the time you know and if you guys didn't know i'll just let the cat out of the bag kim jones is my mother she is a loyal listener of the TTL pod and fully supports sports gambling. Yeah. She she sees our vision. She sees where we want to take this. And, uh, hey, Ma, thanks for the love. Thanks for all of that. Thanks I ain't, for I, the questions. I ain't afraid to uh, show love to Mama Bear on the airwaves. Y'all better believe it. Uh, <laughs> we, got, we got one hell of a relationship. So you might be seeing her from time to time. Um, but question number one, what position on the baseball field do you believe is the most difficult? What do you think? Good question. I mean, you might have a different opinion on this because uh, you played catcher. I didn't play catcher for a second, mm. uh, except for maybe a little emergency action. And uh, I mean, I, I, I guess I can use that. It, it sucked. I didn't like it at all. So, yeah. I mean, that maybe that. But also pitcher, I mean, you, but at the same time, either you can pitch or you can't. Yeah. Because um, otherwise, I, you know, I wouldn't say outfield. Um I feel like it has to be either pitcher or catcher. Yeah. Outfield comes down to one thing in my mind, and that's just first step. First yeah, step. First if step. you have the correct first step and fundamentals, cool. Either you but, can track a ball or you can't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it obviously comes down to a lot more than that. But no, at, I but know. At the but very, at the, at the ba- base, base level. level yeah, sure. Absolutely. But I, I think I would have to agree with you. Um, I mean, there's always the field general and the shortstop, but depending on how you have that team set up, that catcher runs the team Mm -hmm. and they come out, they give the signs, they let the offense or the defense know what they need to be doing. They got to be on the same page with the pitcher. Mm -hmm. If they start to feel their pitchers, uh, Hey, head's not in. Hold on blue. Give me a minute. Let me run out there. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, if your boy's getting wild, you got bases juiced you got to be thinking about keeping that ball in a three-foot radius around you at all times. That may look simple as shit on TV, but let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I used to be extremely proficient at blocking balls, and it took me hours and hours and hours and hours of drills. And I'm, I'm not talking even a pitcher standing 60 feet away from me at a mound throwing at me. I'm talking a foot and a half away, throwing them as hard as you can at the ground, and making sure that they hit your chest. Right. It it is one of the hardest things to do in baseball when you are expecting, let's say, a slider starts on the left side of the plate and you're expecting it to end on the inside corner and that son of a bitch just catches life at the end and drops off the table and then you gotta slap to your knees the fastest mm-hmm. you ever have in your life and get that ball on your chest. I mean and then you got the ones bam smashing off the forearm, smashing off the knee and God forbid if you forgot to wear a cup today because then it's just a wrap well, and a half, my friend. So actually uh, never had that happen to me, but did have a guy on the old team. He, uh, he for some reason, they brought him in catching. I don't even remember what it was. I don't even remember who it, who it was to give him cred, but uh, didn't have a cup on it. Oof. Wouldn't you fucking know Oof. it? Just boom, boom. <laughs> oh. Yeah, just the one, the one day oh, he has to man. come in as a catcher. It was just, oh, it was terrible. Not to continue with that, but we had an ump that, that, yeah, it's just the worst, man. It's the worst in the world. I'm really glad we don't play that damn game anymore. Yeah. Let me tell you that. Uh, question number two: If you had your choice in football, would you rather be a player, a manager, or an owner? Damn! And for what oh, I mean, team? Damn! I mean, shit. I would be an owner. That would be fucking sick. See, that's why I was going to. I, I mean, obviously, know? I would own my Packers, but they are—they don't have an owner. Right. So, do I have to pick somebody else? Mm. What so about I mean, a tech- what about a team that's not so well that you think you could turn around? Ah, okay, okay. With that massive ass brain you got over there rattling around hmm. in your head. What what hmm. what NFL team that's just a dumpster fire you turning around? I don't know about dumpster fire, and I'm hesitant to say them, but I like the core that they have. Their fan base is uh, pretty non-existent, though. Maybe the Chargers, a little LA, Ooh. actually. Ooh, it would be honestly, it would be as much of us 
you know, work trying to build a fan base as it is trying to build your team, which I guess if you build your team and you have success, then that would come. Mm. But, you know, the fans ain't really flocking to these L.A. Uh, football teams here, mm. especially not the Chargers. Obviously, the Rams have had a lot more early success. Right. So, if anything, right. it's there. But, I mean, I really like Justin Herbert. They still mm. got some, you know, they got some uh, solid pieces on defense. Okay. And, uh, you know, a little I, L.A. action, new stadium, too. I like that. Hey, I like your pick there. Um, I would have to side with you, too, on the owner. Uh, I just think owning a football team yeah. would just be absolutely amazing and be, being able to pull the strings and make the decisions. And, you know, I feel like I got some uh, good ideas from time to time. Sure. I mean, I had it. If you've been following me on Twitter, I had it in my mind. I wanted the Bears to take <laughs> Justin Fields, and I can't actually believe it happened still. But, uh, you know, obviously that would be my first pick. Let me go run the Bears. But if if I had to think of a team, you know, a team, and, and it's kind of weird that this was the first one that I thought about, but... Their fan base is rampant. They're starting to finally turn around that program. And they finally got themselves a playoff victory last year. Cleveland Brownies. Mm, okay. I'd be, a, I'd be a pretty big fan of the Cleveland Brownies. I, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Baker. I was huge on him at Oklahoma. I'm still huge on yeah, him. I, I always have been. I love Baker. Uh, you know, I love OBJ. Even though he gets a bad rap, I have never heard a single bad thing said from a single one of his teammates yeah, no. all of his teammates fucking love him he's not a locker room right problem just, at all just a tiny bit young and immature yeah, to start yeah, his career he's good shit. now and then you got my two favorite running backs of pretty much all time nick chubb and why am i blanking help kareem me hunt. out kareem hunt i uh thank you for always being in there and having my back because i start to say it and then i forget it you got juice um, landry oh juice landry all absolutely day long i mean the core solid as can be and then you now on the defensive side of the ball you got jadavian Clowney, who unfortunately probably could have got a lot more money than he decided to actually take this year uh, after a sackless season last year mm-hmm. when the Browns offered him uh, quite more substantial amount of money than he got on this one-year deal. But then you got Miles Flash Garrett, baby, mm-hmm. on the other side. I mean, just two potent, potent edge rushers. And um, I still think he's got, I mean, he's obviously been incredible so far. Oh, I absolutely. think he's still got his best oh, season ahead of him. Absolutely. I mean, I don't think if we would have ran into the whole uh, Mason Rudolph head bashing incident mm-hmm. that uh we might have a little bit different miles garrett story here yeah you know? speaking of they did they are they rumored to extend him a year or did they give it to him i do believe they extended him a year I, bizarre, i'm pretty positive but i don't know why they would do that to kyle rudolph because that doesn't just mason that, rudolph or mason rudolph yeah i apologize well kyle rudolph out of out of uh, minnesota <laughs> so <laughs> he or what did he no, he didn't go to the Browns. I was thinking because he Freddie Kitchens is his guy, but Freddie Kitchens long gone from the Brownies. And I also love the shit out of Stefanski, man. Stefanski would be one hell of a guy to work with. Yeah. I think he's a top notch. I always loved him in uh, in Minnesota, mm-hmm. even though we always had to play him as Bears and Packers fans. Yeah. But I I love what he has done with that organization. And uh, yeah, I'd love yeah. to own the Cleveland Brownies. There you go. That'd be pretty damn sweet. Quick uh, quick interjection, Mac Jones Ooh. to the Patriots. Oh, I fucking called it, man. I should have I should have put some money on it. I think a it. lot of people thought they were going to trade up for that shit. Yeah, they didn't have to. They didn't have to. We just kind of fell to him. Yeah, I was uh I was telling Mags before the pod um after after Trey Lance went uh, third overall to the 49ers, I he said, "Damn, where does Mac go?" I said, "Bro, Patriots." He's like, "Really?" I was like, "100%, man. Yeah. Where where the hell else is he going to go now? Go sit behind Killer Cam for a year, mm-hmm. chill the hell out." And then go murk some shit if Cam doesn't do well this right. year. Which honestly, I think Cam might turn around this year and might, back, might have man. a solid. People ass hated season. on that move. Yeah, people hated the shit out of that man. And honestly, he was he was rough. Okay, I'll admit it. Like three he weeks was, into the season, he was. Sol- Patriots fans were starting to love yeah, him. Yeah, he was. They solid. were two and one. Yeah. Their one loss was one of the best games of the year. Came down to the last second mm-hmm. uh, goal line stop against the yep. Seahawks. Yep. They couldn't get it in. Then obviously he has COVID issues. And all across the sports world, there were so many dudes that had legitimate effects after their COVID. After COVID, yeah. After COVID, and they hey, weren't the same. Hey, as somebody who's had COVID myself, like it, there's if I played sports, I would probably notice a difference. Like I've noticed a difference in my like body yeah. post COVID. It seems like, like a, it takes a, about a year yeah, sometimes to, to completely clear up and like to like have nothing. Full energy. Because like there's there's points in time where I'll still lose my my sense of smell. 
Like I'll just hmm. won't sit around on Saturday night. Oh shit, there it goes. No, no taste, no smell. Like it's just it's the weirdest shit on the planet. And they actually talked about that a lot in college basketball. Now we're down another rabbit hole here, but they talked about that in college basketball. A lot of those guys were getting it and having the quick turnaround times. They were having to use fucking inhalers. Yeah. There's a there's a UFC fighter who got uh, COVID. I can't even think of who it was. I was just reading the article. He now has to use an inhaler. Yeah, I can't remember his before name. Every, me that too. Before every fight. Uh, like, Yoan Makata, White Sox, I think he's uh, just about 100% now, but last yeah. year he came back from it and you know he had, he had like a he's like 24 25 he's our mm. age 100 yeah. percent health yeah um had a you know a triple i think and, and then still scored on the next play and he's on the bench like gasping for air yeah 100 yeah. percent healthy hey, that covid shit ain't no joke yeah. man it uh anywho, it'll get you. Anywho. anywho um one more question here from miss jones uh number three name your favorite best sports moment of the year could it be this day of the year Question definitely mark. not for me no <laughs> no no uh, uh i would say my favorite sports moment of the year generally comes around oh man it's wait wait so is it what has been the best moment of the year or like what is the best moment of the year Name your favorite best sports moment of the year. Oh, so I read that wrong. Name your favorite best sports moment of the year. Could it be this draft? So what has been the best sports moment of the of year the so year. far? Okay. Um, oh, honestly, this just came randomly into my mind. UCLA's tournament run. Yeah. I mean, that was just... that. What Mick Cronin did with those boys, that was the shit to watch. I mean, that was the shit to watch. And obviously, that's... That's the best time of the year for for ninety nine percent of sports fans. Yeah. There's there's that token one percent that doesn't like college basketball, and if you don't, you're out your damn mind. Right. I've, and I've gotten a lot of people converted over to college basketball yeah. who are like, "Oh, I don't watch that shit. I love NBA or whatever." And pff, watch it one time, you're hooked. Yeah, college basketball is the best. Ah, I, I might have to agree with you. I mean, there's obviously been some great moments. None of our uh, our sports teams have, at least in 2021. I mean, my Packers maybe the playoff win against the Rams, but that wasn't anything special. That was pretty expected. So, I mean, yeah, it'd have to be March Madness. It'd have to be the March Madness action. Yep, I would 100% agree with you. And we actually have a bonus question for you, Mr. Max. Mm. Not coming from Kim. Thank you, Kim. Those are all three questions. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Um, For you, my friend, we have a uh, longtime subscriber to the newsletter, who dropped one on the newsletter for us, Miss Jane Braze. Appreciate uh, one of these. Actually, a couple of them. I'm going to incorporate these bad boys in uh, from here and that, here and there again. See if you can uh, see if you can get them right. So, what Bear quarterback was Brett Favre's backup when they won the Super Bowl in 1997? I know the answer. Do you know the answer? I do not. It's Jim McMahon. Oh, son of a bitch, it is, ain't mm-hmm. it? I didn't think about that because most recently, Jim McMahon said the Packers organization has been the best organization I've ever played for. Or uh, he was <laughs> and, at... And Chicago is where quarterbacks go to die. Yep. Son of a bitch. Oh, no. You still love that Justin Fields pick? <laughs> I totally forgot he said that. Oh, shit. I totally just blasted my own self through the you floor sure right did. there. Yeah, I, mean, I totally he, uh, forgot he said that. Wow. <laughs> Brett Favre's Hall of Fame, indu- or not induction, but uh, Hall of Fame ceremony at Lambeau Packers-Bears game Thanksgiving a few years back. He he was there, and he was in the Packers, Packers That's Jim right. McMahon jersey. I remember that, because that was... Uh, that was when Bart Starr came out on the golf cart. Right? Yep, yep, yeah, yep, yep. I remember that. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. The legendary Bart Starr. Absolutely. But that's the one for today. Mm-hmm. We'll just save that. There's the first trivia one. We'll uh, we'll bring them back around every okay. uh, every Friday. So uh, Jane, if you got any more trivia questions, pop them in. You got any other fan question Fridays? And all of you others listening out there, if you take time to listen to the Talk in the Line podcast. We know you got some type of question. Mm-hmm. I mean, what does our mags eat for breakfast on a typical day? What does the first slate look like that he looks at for the day? Mm. How often does he, or how much time does he spend looking from game to game? How, what is the best strategy that I use to locate ATS trends? 
I mean, I'm just pulling this shit out of yeah. my ass right now, and you guys are Casey telling questions. me that you can't just drop some shit down. I mean, we are not afraid to answer anything, so drop them down. We'll always answer those Friday questions, but for this Friday, that wraps up Fan Question Friday, and uh, lots of uh, lots of action going on right now. Ladies and gentlemen, honestly, we are uh, right about the 53-minute mark. We are uh, just going to go ahead and wrap this up with some motivation minutes. Not a whole lot of other uh, nonsense going on. We had some pretty good fan question Friday and a uh, good little bit of banner there. And uh, great uh, live, live hey, the, the live reaction to Justin Fields is uh, better than anything. Did so. you hear me though? Devontae Smith, uh, Eagles traded up to 10 for Smith. Really? Did they really now? They flipped with the Cowboys. I didn't see the exact details of the trade, Man. but 12 and 10 Cowboys Eagles we missed, flipped around. We missed some damn action recording this bad boy, huh? But either way, no problem. It's I don't all know. Right. That was kind of worth it, if I'm being honest. Yeah, not the craziest <laughs> thing ever, but I mean, you always hate to miss it. Either way, we are about to jump back in and uh, flip back on the TV and get all of uh, back on Twitter and get all reconnected with you crazy degenerate fools out there. Um, but to wrap up this episode, let's kick it with some Colts Motivation Minutes. This one's short and sweet, kids. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm not going to tell you something you don't need to hear. I'm not going to give you any type of fluff with this one. Be thankful. Be thankful. Stop worrying about what you don't have and start being thankful for what the hell you actually do have. Stop wasting your hard-earned energy and your hard-earned time thinking about the things that other people have that you wish you had but don't know how to get them. Stop wasting that time and start figuring out how you can. And in the process in between, be thankful for all the shit that you already have. You got a roof over your head. You got food in the fridge. You got running water to take a shower in the morning. Probably 90% of you, unless you live in a big city, got a vehicle that can take you places. You got a driver's license and you don't have it revoked because of some reason, which so many people in this world actually do. I have a lot of people in my family who have been affected for certain reasons here or the other. And it is so, so easy. To lose your gratitude, lose your thankfulness on a day-to-day basis, and the power that you can unlock by just being thankful on a day. And if you can't find anything to be thankful, if everything's that negative and that shitty and that terrible in your life, just be thankful that you got a chance to wake up today. Yeah. Be thankful that you're another six feet above ground and you're sucking air again. Because mm-hmm. that's another thing a lot of people can't say. Yep. And when you break it down that simply, you kind of have that, damn, I should be more thankful moment. And I'm at fault too. There's times that I I think way too much about what I don't have mm-hmm. and how the hell can I get sure. there and, 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 I, and I lose sight of the process. But the whole point is being thankful for that process and being thankful for everything that's getting added to your toolbox to get you to your final destination. 100%. So enough banter from me, enough- uh, I mean- Shit, if you've got the time and resource to even listen to yourself, yeah, you get you uh, to you, Colt, yeah, say those words. I mean, you definitely have a lot to be thankful hey, for. Well, yeah, hey, not I, necessarily, I you know, uh, obviously, not, I, yeah, whether you're thankful for Colt or not, that's not necessarily what I mean. <laughs> Either way, I appreciate it. I mean, that's the resources going. to listen to a yeah. podcast yeah. in general, hey, that's saying the too. time to do that. That's yeah, what I mean, exactly. You have a re- you have the resource to turn on the Talking the Line podcast, yeah. be thankful. I mean. I'll gas you up if you need it. That's I wasn't necessarily <laughs> trying to say, you know, no, be thankful know. for cold. I don't That's need not necessarily it over here. I don't, I, don't, uh, I don't do this for me. I do this for each and every one of you, whether that be one of you listening to this today or a hundred of you listening to this today. I've said it before. I say it all the time. If I hit one of you, I did my job. Mm-hmm. All I'm here to do is just spread a little bit of a message, a little bit of perspective, and a little bit of positivity. And I will be the first one to tell you that I will not be the pot calling the kettle black or ever point any fingers or ever tell you that you were in the wrong. I simply just give you some things that I know that have helped me conquer this thing called life. And today, ladies and gentlemen, what I'm telling you to do to help you have a successful Friday, be thankful. Point blank period. Yep. Be thankful. That does it for Colts Motivation Minutes. Hope you enjoyed them. Hope they gave you some fresh perspective to rock and roll on this beautiful Friday. 
Before we get out of here, Mags, get back deep into the NFL draft and into Twitter. I uh, I do believe you made a prediction that uh, come NFL time, uh, we've been talking about this shit a lot, that uh, the TTL crew is going full-time here very, 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 very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to become our full-time jobs. This uh, We are... We are. We have made enough connections, and we have uh, enough of a clear path of where we're going. And uh, we're hopping on the rocket ship, and we're rocking and rolling. Um, but you spreading did, our wings. did so vaguely. Yes, spreading our wings to fly. <laughs> oh, what are you at? I'm not sure what you, you're about to. You did so uh, vaguely say that. Um, I think about NFL season. Uh-huh. You know, we'll, we'll really just be popping stuff like that. Right. And you know, I really thought about that today as. I realize how much I know about the NFL, and with a little bit of fine tuning, both of our not, it's both of our most knowledgeable, and and it's our best betting sport, like everything. And with a little bit of fine tuning and diving back deep into everything, Mm -hmm. like, and you mentioned it yesterday to me, when you kind of stay out of the NFL for a while, you're like, ah, shit, all this is going on. I forgot about this player. I feel like I forgot about Kareem Hunt. Like you just you forget about little things. So, um, and, and being and to further my point on the on Twitter today. I was just super active and just like NFL was getting me NFL rocking and Twitter, rolling. And, nothing is I mean, it, popping quite like ooh, NFL Twitter on a, yeah, on a big day. On a big day like this. I so, mean, I mean, we, it, we didn't it even a, mention Tim Tebow's name. Yeah. Well, yeah. We didn't, we didn't even <laughs> say anything about Poor that. Poor guy. I mean, oh, he was trying my. to make some waves. And then, uh, you know, an hour later, an hour or two later, Aaron Rodgers' news comes out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. But hey, there are some odds on FanDuel Sportsbook for Trevor Lawrence to throw a touchdown. No, no. It was DraftKings. Oh, DraftKings yeah, Sportsbook yeah. for Trevor Lawrence to throw a touchdown to Tim Tebow. Yeah. What were they at? Like, it was like plus, it was an odds 1200. Exclusive odds. Like, it was like plus 1500, I think. Heck yeah, that would uh, <laughs> that'd be something for the history books there, kids. But uh, without further ado, let's wrap this bad boy up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't already, head on over to this episode's description. Get all of the Talking the Line link tree. Make uh, all of the content in the Talking the Line link tree is what I was saying there. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the TTL newsletter. Drops on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And once we take this boat out into the ocean blue, that will uh, be making a little bit of change to it. So make sure you're subscribed now because we might uh, do a little... Dollar day bet, dollar something. We might do a little subscription package with that thing to uh, provide a little more value, especially with we'll have a lot more at our hand, readily available resources at Mm -hmm. our hands with being able to get up early and do this every day of our lives. Mm -hmm. So we'll, uh, we've been a little shaky as we mentioned, but uh, we're turning the corner and we will definitely turn the corner once we are on the rocket ship headed to the moon. I can promise you folks that. So be sure you subscribe, subscribe to the newsletter. Make sure you're subscribed to the TTL pod on whatever platform you're listening to us on today. Follow myself on Twitter at Colt TS sports, follow our mags again all of this is in the link tree. Make it easy on yourself. Just go smash that bad boy. And as we continue to add more platforms and more content and more stuff, we are just going to keep dishing it out onto the link tree. So you guys will just be able to get updated there and see all of the great stuff that we have in upcoming. Outside of that, uh, make sure that you're also following the TTL uh, Twitter page. We uh, are really starting to grow, rock and roll, and uh, pushing have a, two thousand. Pushing two thousand, and we have a uh, a very solid community, a real, real, yeah. uh, real grassroots community. We're starting to build, sure. and I I absolutely love it. Um, Sean Hood, if you're listening, I uh, love to see you always interacting there. Um, Mark Fryman, love to see you always interacting in there. Um, we're just really starting to build. Uh, come be, becoming the upper echelon of the small cappers, if you sure. will. You know, hitting wading through the. 50 layers of shit to kind of make ourselves a little more prominent. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, once uh, the old YouTubes comes along around the corner, then uh, watch out, yeah. boys and girls, because it's going to be crazy. All right. Enough nonsense. Anywho. You know what to do. <laughs> also, hit uh, this episode's description for your own set of Moneyline Dice, code TTL10 at checkout for 10% off. Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates gamblers far and wide from me and mags we hope you have a spectacular rest of your friday unless you have other plans let's cash some tickets